Grace and mercy and peace be yours this day from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God that comes to us this day from Ephesians 6. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Dear sisters and brothers in Christ Jesus, it is with true joy that I find myself here this morning at the Lutheran Church of the Resurrection with a new title. That title, Vicar Nick. If I haven't had the pleasure of meeting you yet, I truly look forward to doing so, and I look forward to getting to know each of you over the next year. As you get to know me, you'll find out a few things, and one of those things is that I love to tell stories. So, then, what better way to start my first sermon here at Resurrection than by telling you a story? Like most good stories, this one has a preface, and here it goes. Growing up, I never could quite figure out the meaning of the saying, don't lose sight of the forest for the trees. Simply put, it means Don't get so caught up in the small details that you lose sight of what is right in front of you, what is really important. Well, at least I I think that's what it means. Well, I may not have always had, uh, or excuse me, while I may not have always understood the old adage, it turns out that I have always had a knack for ignoring its advice. One glaring example of this is uh, it's the story of when I thought it would be a good idea to buy a boat. So here's the story. Growing up in Michigan, I always loved fishing. Well, a few summers ago, and after years of fishing from shores and docks, I thought it finally might be a good idea to buy a boat. Having absolutely no idea what to look for, I called up one of my old fishing buddies, Ben. And, and Ben had two pieces of advice for me. First, BOAT is an acronym for bust out another thousand. And second, don't forget the drain plug. Well, let me tell you, he was right about both. I told him that I didn't quite have a thousand dollars and that I didn't really even know what a drain plug was. And he laughed, explaining... Well, you'll only forget that once. So uh, if, you're in, if you're in the same boat as me, I didn't mean to be punny there, but if you're in the same boat as me and you don't know what a drain plug is, it's this little piece of rubber that you put in the back of the boat. It stays in while you're in the water, and then once your trip is over, you can pull it out, and if any water got in the boat, it kind of drains out. And if you forget it, you're going to have a really bad day. Well... Uh, so, so I turned to Craigslist instead to find something a bit more in my price range. And $700 later, I was the brand new owner of a very old boat. In his driveway, the gentleman who sold me the boat, he said, he said two things. He said, she's a fixer-upper, and don't forget the drain plug. Well, let me tell you, he was right about both. A friend taught me how to replace the crankshaft oil seals and how to rewind the starter cord, and soon enough, the boat was ready for the lake. While we were tinkering on the old motor, my friend said to me, he said, Nick, I think you bought a lemon. 
And don't forget the drain plug. Well, he was right about both. With life jacket, fire extinguisher, snacks, and all my fishing gear, I backed the boat into the water for the very first time. And, you guessed it, I forgot the drain plug. In a matter of seconds, the boat was half full of water, and my day of fishing, well, it was, it was over. Sometimes we overlook what is right in front of us, what is really important. Friends in Christ, today we just aren't talking about fishing. We're talking about more than fishing. You see, blinded by our sin, it is our human nature to ignore what's right in front of us, to overlook what's really important. In our epistle reading today, we find Paul writing the culmination of his letter to the church in Ephesus, giving his final and most important instructions. Here, Paul tells us Christians how to defend ourselves from something much more serious than a boat full of water. Here, in chapter 6, Paul tells us how to defend ourselves against the schemes of the devil. This text from Ephesians, this whole armor of God text, it's quite familiar to us, right? We've, we've heard it before, probably quite a few times. The language that Paul uses here, the, the belt of truth and the breastplate of righteousness and the sword of the Spirit, these have almost become old hat in our Lutheran circles. With all of this military vocabulary, we might guess that Paul is teaching us Christians to be ready to lead the charge against Satan and his demons, or to actively fight against evil in our daily lives, or to treat the world and its evil rulers with hostility and vengeance. Sisters and brothers in Christ Jesus, let us not lose sight of the forest for the trees. This is not the message of our text at all. Instead, it's so much more than this. While our text for the day is quite well known, what is less known is that here in chapter 6, Paul is referencing language from the prophet Isaiah. In chapter 59, Isaiah writes, he writes this, He saw that there was no man and wondered that there was no one to intercede. And then his own arm brought him salvation, and his righteousness upheld him. He put on righteousness as a breastplate, and a helmet of salvation on his head. He put on garments of vengeance for clothing and wrapped himself in zeal as a cloak. Friends in, friends in Christ, let's be clear. This prophecy is about Jesus. So, then, when Paul wrote to the Christian church with instructions to put on the whole armor of God, he did so with the knowledge that one had come who had already put on this armor. He did so with the knowledge that one had come who had already won the war. That is, the valiant Son of God, Jesus. Paul doesn't instruct us to lead the charge against the schemes of the devil because it is Christ who has gone before us and done so. He alone has led the charge, and he alone has won the war. Paul does not write, Christians, be strong in yourself. No, he writes, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. You see, 
We can't win it for ourselves. We can't win salvation for ourselves. Instead, in the beautiful word of our hymns today, the Son of God goes forth to war, a kingly crown to gain. His blood-red banner streams afar. Brothers and sisters in Christ, we merely follow in his train. Jesus came into the world as the long-awaited Messiah, but those anticipating the Messiah, well, they overlooked what was right in front of them, what was really important. The Jews studied the scriptures, scriptures full of prophecy about the Christ who was to come. And when he came, well, they looked right past him. When Jesus came, fulfilling all prophecy, performing great signs and miracles, those around him lost sight of the forest for the trees, and they knew him not. Jesus came into the world to deliver men from sin and death and the devil, but all too often, we who he came to deliver, we overlook what is right in front of us, what is really important. We have the scriptures, scriptures that clearly proclaim Jesus as the Christ, the Son of God. But some days it just seems more appealing to turn our backs and to fall into our old sinful habits. Jesus came fulfilling all prophecy, performing great signs and miracles, and even conquered the cross and the grave. But we still end up losing sight of the forest for the trees. And, and oh, how persuasive some of those trees can be. Christ has defeated sin and death and the devil and won for each of us eternal life. But we can still see how these things, how sin and death and the devil fight diligently each day to distract us from what's right in front of us, from what's really important. Friends in Christ, thanks be to God that even in our sin, life and salvation belong to us by faith in Christ the crucified. And this faith is a gift from God. Blinded by our sin and completely lost in it, we cannot confess Jesus to be the Christ by our own reason. At our baptism, God granted faith to us as a gracious gift by the power of the Holy Spirit. And this is where we look at our text. Friends in Christ, at our baptism... We were equipped with the whole armor of God as a gift. And by this gift, we have the power to stand up against the schemes of the devil. This is what our text teaches us this day. All the more, the Holy Spirit refuels and refreshes us by his word and even this day at his holy altar. And on account of this gift of faith, we inherit eternal life. Christ took on a flesh like ours. He bore the cross in our place and arose victorious on Easter morning, giving to each of us new life. Despite all of our attempts to save ourselves, our salvation comes only by faith in Jesus through the grace of God, that grace that we just sang about before the sermon. By our faith, we are freed from that sin that once blinded and trapped us. Let this be our focus. Let Jesus be our focus. By this faith, we with the disciples and even together with the whole church cry out that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And now, having been set free from sin 
emboldened with confidence in Christ and equipped with the whole armor of God, let us then be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might, striving always to stay focused on Jesus. Let us not lose sight of what is most important. Instead, that we might cling to that most beautiful tree, the tree that brings us life and salvation, the cross of Christ. In the name of Jesus, amen.